0: The Healing the City podcast is a ministry of the Village Church in Tucson, Arizona. If you enjoy the Healing the City podcast and wish to support it financially, you can go to villagersonline.com, click the We Give tab, and follow the instructions. Thank you for listening and enjoy the podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Healing the City podcast. My name is Ashley Cousineau. I am a member of the Village Church in Tucson, Arizona. I'm very excited today to be joined by Anna, um, and we're gonna uh, talk about her story a bit. So, uh, Anna, welcome to the Healing the City podcast. Thank you,
1: How- Ashley. How are you doing today? I'm doing well, and I am a little bit nervous. Oh yeah, no, no worries. <laughs>
0: I'm I'm nervous too, and so I apologize in advance. I hope the audio quality is good. This is my first time interviewing, but I'm very excited here to uh, get to know you a little better and. Uh, hear about your story. So um, oh so Anna, how long
1: have you been attending the village? Um, probably a year because um, actually we we're talking about this a uh, couple of weeks ago, my husband and I and we've been in Tucson um, a year and a couple of weeks. so we're pretty much close because uh, we started coming. The very first Sunday that we spent here um, from Rio Rico. Yeah. Great. Well, that's awesome. Um, And so
0: we'll kind of go back and start with, you know, where are you from and kind of give us a little bit about your background.
1: Oh, yeah. Great. Um, Well, my name is Ana Guayante. Well, actually, my full name is Ana Adriana Guayante Rivera. Oh, muy bien. So, pretty long, pretty long names. In Mexico, usually uh, we get baptized with two names. Um, uh, my name, my uh, Diana name, becomes from my grandmother, and Adriana from my mother, which is a custom also in Mexico to uh, receive the names of the parents. And uh, I've uh, born in Nogales, Sonora. Uh, 54 years ago.
0: Oh, you look uh, great.
1: <laughs> Thank you. And I've never moved out of there um, till 2007, I think, when my daughter, Michelle, uh, started uh, high school. And so we moved into Rio Rico, Arizona. And from there, we moved here to Tucson.
0: Okay. What was it like growing up in Nogales, Sonora?
1: I, I think I have a really... Great childhood. Um, born in a border, um, we had TV, and the cable TV that we received was U.S. So most of uh, my generation and the generations before mine uh, learn English, learn to speak English with Sesame Street.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's great. It's brought a lot of English
1: language learning to lots of people. So that's yeah. awesome. So yeah, I mean, and uh, I think I have a great childhood. I play a lot outside. There were no video games or anything. So yeah. Did, uh, you, did you have any siblings? I have a brother. I have an older brother. He's three years three years older than than uh, me. Yeah. yeah, just just the two of us.
0: Great. And um, did you grow up? Um, Within the Christian faith or in the Catholic
1: faith? That's an interesting question. Um, my mother came from a Christian family, although she married a uh, Catholic. Uh, my father was Catholic, really, really strong Catholic believer. Uh, so we, we grew up in the Catholic because of my father, which is in the Mexican culture. It's, uh, the man is predominant over the the woman. And um, yeah, uh, when I, I did the first communion in the Catholic Church, and um, I think I was like between six to seven years old when my mom took us to a Christian church, and I loved it. I remember the first story of uh, Sunday school that um, I listened. It was um, Jacob mm-hmm. and um, Esau. Yeah. Jacob and, uh, I should know this. His brother. (laughs) Uh, Esau, but I don't know what's the pronunciation in Spanish. I mean, in English, so. Anyways, yeah, where, you know, he sold for, uh... Esau. Esau. Well, the the soup that he, you know, he he gave to Esau. So, yeah, that was the first story, and I loved it. And I told my mom, I just want to come back over here. And, um... At the beginning, we went to church behind my dad. He didn't know anything about it. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, and, you know, as years passed by, he was, he let us go, but he never went until many, many years after. And can you, you
0: know, for people that aren't aware um, of the differences between the Catholic Church and and more Christian churches in Mexico, can you talk about the differences a
1: little bit so people can understand kind of the In Mexico it's it's very very different um Catholic church uh it's um um it's a ritual and Catholic church do not um at that time did not allow any other uh believe or any other churches that uh Mexicans should go to So, yeah, I mean, yeah, all all the kids with probably then, maybe I will say 90% of the population was Catholic. Now things have changed. Um, And there are different waves of Catholic within the Catholic Church, people that start reading the Bible and start praying to Jesus and talking about the salvation through Jesus. But when I grew up it was it was just uh the virgin and going to mass and talk to the priest, which is one of the things that was kinda awkward for me, you know, I had to talk to the priest and tell everything that I did wrong and I had to uh, think about it. Well, what did I do wrong? I don't yeah. know. And and then, and then he always had his door open. And I was so ashamed for him to look at me, uh-huh. and I didn't understand why did he had his door open. You know. Yeah. So, anyways, yeah. Um, the other thing that really struck my mind was that he, uh, the priest, used to touch us, not in a bad way, mm-hmm. but I always. Smelled the cigarette in his hands, and that was kind of annoying for me. It was kind of, and when I came into the Christian church, I didn't, it was like very different, like 180 degree difference. And um, yeah, and, like, I loved to spend the day with the kids, and we sang, and it was, it was a change in my life, yep. um, and I appreciate my mom too. Bring us there and me and my brother and yeah.
0: Great. Um and um, you know, kind of as you're as you're growing up, you know, and becoming an adult, what you know, how did you start your own family? What was what did that look like for you and having your your daughter and
1: yeah, that's a good question too. Um I I from there on I grew up in a church and um Probably when I was um, in um, university and college, um, I stepped back a little bit from church. I had a, a boyfriend for like over seven years since um, high school. We got married, and seven months after we divorced, it just, I guess it didn't work out. If We were used to each other, I don't know. We both were Christians, or we will say that we were Christians, right? But uh, anyways, so after that, I started working, um, and then um, and then I got pregnant, and then I, I went back to church, and I tried to raise my daughter in the church environment. That's great. And uh, how old is your daughter now? She's 30 years old right now. Okay.
0: And uh, what, did
1: you, um, what did you study in university? I'm an industrial engineer okay, and I, I had a master's degree in uh, business administration. Okay, great. great. so you're you were working in the industrial engineering field. Yes, I, well, the main thing in Mexico in Nogales is uh, uh manufacturing industry, so. Yeah, most of my working life was there over a little bit over 23 years.
0: Was there were there a lot of women in the field at the time that you were working there?
1: Uh you, there were a lot of women in the um operational but uh, very few uh engineers and even even less in the management positions. Um in my cl- engineering class I think we were 3 out of 35 the the size of the class so yeah it was it was not very popular to be uh uh an engineer and and being a woman yeah
0: did you did you experience i was going to ask you do you experience loneliness or feel uncomfortable or uh, uh kind of experienced kind no of negative was, treatment or anything no like no
1: that? not at all it was great i have a great uh Years and work. I started I probably because I started working when I was in high school still, in in the industry. So I started working as an operator and an auditor, and then from there, um, move into like a junior engineer position. So maybe that's that's one of the reasons. But yeah, the environment was mainly ninety nine percent male and. 1% female in those type of, um, positions.
0: Yeah. Well, that's, that's awesome. I'm always, I'm a career woman as, as well. So I always get excited when I hear about women and making big impacts in in businesses. So that's, that's great to hear. Um, I wanted to, uh, ask you about, you know, being a single mom and how was that and juggling your job and having your daughter and trying to be part of church. How was how was that experience for you?
1: It was not easy, but um, it was. Um, I think I never like lived thinking about it. I just knew I had that responsibility, and at the beginning, I was just we were just living on paychecks. You know, I just pay the babysitter, make uh, pay the, buy the enough groceries for the week, put gas in the car. And that's it. By Monday, I didn't have anything in my wallet, but every the the first needs were covered. Um, and then later on, with uh, I start getting promotions and and getting a little bit more, making a little bit more money. And and um, thank God it was a little bit easier for for both of us. Um, yeah, and it in it at that time. It, in our culture in mexico i mean it was uh, it was common for most of the kids that didn't have uh enough money to not work and study uh we had to go out and work and and study at the same time, so it was pretty common to have uh like start working at 6 30 in the morning, get out of school at 4 30, start, I mean, get out of work at 4 30. And then I started work, uh, at five in, in the after I started study school at five in the afternoon to 10 at night, and then go back to, to the house and every from Monday through Friday. Wow. Right? That's super and busy. It is super busy. But like I said, I, Kind of think about it, and it was it was what we had to do. We didn't have any other option if we want to continue growing. Mm-hmm. So, and since all of the my friends were in the same environment, I guess, I mean, there was not there were not a room to complain or to say I'm tired. And not even for me, because being a mother, single mother, I couldn't think of. I was not allowed to think that I was tired. and and i enjoy it i love my daughter and i enjoy it and i work you know my butt off for for her and so she can have a better life in the future
0: and did you have a community around you to support you like uh your family or friends or the church while you were going through all this
1: i have friends and in church yes
0: okay and um you indicated that you guys moved to Rio Rico when your daughter was going into high school. Is that correct? Yes. And what what caused you to make that decision?
1: Years before, um, I think Michelle was around probably seven or eight. Uh, I met my husband, my current husband, Ken, and uh, we got married and... Um, Mm, we moved to the US because we thought it was a better opportunity for my daughter to continue um, school in, in, in the United States. So that's what, one of the reasons of what we moved. Okay, and how did you and Ken meet? We met through, the, through work in the industry,
0: yeah. Great. Um, and so how long ago was that, that
1: you guys got married? Uh, we've been married 23 years. And um, before that, I think we went out um, maybe for a couple of years, two, three. And uh, Ken's, uh, he's from Canada, is that correct? Yes, he's from Toronto, Canada, Japanese background, third generation. And he um, move helped move a plant into Nogales. That's why he moved into Nogales and we met over there.
0: Great. And what was the experience like moving to the United States? You know, him being originally from Canada, you being from Mexico and your daughter. How did you guys adjust to life
1: in Rio Rico in the U.S.? Um, It was not too hard because living in the border, I was actually just going to sleep into my Rio Rico house and spend the whole day in in Nogales because I had to work. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I was leaving my house really early in the morning, come in the afternoon around six and pick up my daughter from um, cross country and and that's pretty much it and then, on the weekends spend it in a church in mexico that's we didn't stop going to church in Mexico until uh, we moved over here. Okay, great. And tell us a little bit about your church uh, in Nogales. In Nogales. Well, when I was a kid, I grew up in the church uh, downtown. And then we moved to a new church that was planting in one of the neighborhoods where the one I stayed on. And um, it's um, like a medium-sized church church. Great people, <laughs> what can I say? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, um, yeah, a traditional Christian, a free Methodist, mm-hmm. and I, I love mission work, missionary work, and we had the blessing to uh, coordinate a couple of trips with uh, youth and myself and actually with Betsy Crawford, and we went to Cambodia together. Great. Okay. And, yeah,
0: yeah. that was going to be my next question. If you had met the guy and Betsy and the Crawford family while you guys were all in Nogales, Sonora together. Yes, that's where we met. That's mm-hmm. great. Did you guys
1: go to the same church or different churches? When I was in the when the, when I was the, going to the downtown churches is when they came into Nogales and Caroline was a baby. And, and She's about to get married now. I know yeah, it's beautiful and um, yeah, and then and then uh, is uh, for a couple years uh, I was there and then it's when I stepped back from outer church and then when I came back through um, on los Encinos, they were going there because the church was you know starting over there. Um, and then the uh, conference started another church in another neighborhood, Manantial. And they move over there. So, but I stayed in the Encinos. But we always were in touch. And uh, when we had uh, um, uh, activities within the three churches in Nogales, then we we saw each other. And yeah, great. We were all always involved.
0: Great. Um, so, so you're basically, you were living in Rio Rico. Your daughter was going to school in the U.S. in high school. Um, and then, uh, you were still going on the weekends. It sounds like down to Nogales, Sonora.
1: For, well, how long did you live in Rio Rico? That was probably. Probably, Around um, hmm. f- more than 10 years, easily. Mm-hmm. Maybe 15, I think. Yeah. I'm really bad with. It's okay. Numbers, I'm, I'm not really great either. With. Dates and, num- and names, <laughs> but I'm really good at math.
0: <laughs> yeah, well that's good because I'm not good at math. Um, I'm a lawyer, so
1: <laughs> we need people hey, we're a ma- good
0: balance. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, so, so, uh, what what prompted the decision to to move to Tucson from you know and kind of disrupt everything that you guys had had going on for the past fifteen years?
1: Our beautiful grandkids.
0: Ah, there we go. Mm-hmm. There we go.
1: So your daughter had. She has two kids, and Kevin has uh, three kids. So we have five grandkids. Oh, and are they all here in Tucson? They're all here in Tucson. Oh yes. So, so
0: yeah, that's a that's a huge pool. Um, And uh, are you, what are you doing for work now? Are you still working? Are you retired
1: happily? (laughs) Yes and no. (laughs) Um, I'm babysitting my, two of the grandkids, sometimes a third one. So that's pretty much my week. That's a full-time job. Yeah, (laughs) Monday through Friday from 7.30 to 5.30 or 6. Yeah, I bet
0: your kids are... You guys' kids are really happy to have their grandparents watching their kids for them.
1: Yeah, and it's, it's like, really a, a blessing that we—and a responsibility. Because, uh, I mean, uh, with all those that time um, in our roof, we um, have the opportunity to put on them some Christian values and pray with them and sing with them and do whatever we can to— them to get to know jesus right
0: mm-hmm.
1: that's great that's awesome
0: um so what what led you to find the village when you moved
1: up here my friend betsy and guy <laughs> and it's an interesting story that um would love to hear it okay yeah i was gonna ask permission to share um, in one of um we usually had lunches or dinner once every i don't know three months, six months, when they moved into Tucson and we were still in Rio Rico. So we kept in touch. And on one of um, one of the dinner or lunch, I don't even remember what was it. It was, I don't know, it was probably one year or more before we moved into Tucson. A guy asked, which church are you guys going when you're moving to Tucson? And Ken says, "To with you. but what ken didn't know was that like way months before that i was praying to god that okay i'm not sure if you will is for us to move into tucson or to stay here because i had a lot of responsibilities at church in mexico so please i want i want you to tell us if If it's okay for us to move over here, and if it's okay, the first thing I want from you is to give us a church to go. Not a place to live or, you know, other than that, just the first thing is to give us a church to go. And one more thing, God, I would love for that church to be in English. Because Ken was so nice with me that he went with me to the Spanish-speaking church spoken's church and he does not understand the religion's Spanish. Oh wow. So, I mean, I really admire that from him. And and when that those moments happen, I was like, "Thank you God. You just answered my prayers." Okay, <laughs> let's let's plan on moving to Tucson. So, that's how we we um came to, to the village Oh, great. And it was probably, you know, well,
0: 2021, so it was still kind of pandemic where you did you did you start attending virtually and then come in person or did did you start coming once we finally opened up a bit to in-person services?
1: No, we start coming when when it was open here. Yeah. And uh what has
0: you know your impressions been of the village since you've been attending now for about a year, and um what you know we we say that you know the village we're healing the person, the city one person at a time. How do you feel like that has resonated with you?
1: Um, uh, at the beginning, I thought it was a very interesting church, and I liked it. Um. We're a little weird. It's okay. (laughs) No, no, no. It was not uh, legalistic. And that's one of the things I liked about it because I think I live at some point of my life being legalistic. And I was trying hard to move out of that. Um, So that's one of the things that really helped me. uh, And it's been helping me in, in, in that regard, but, you know, I love that it's a, it's a community that uh, I love that the first, the very first Sunday or second, uh, Pastor Eric and, and Sue approach us and talk to us and, and other people. Corey was one of the first that sat down and eat with us, too. Um, yeah, it was it was a really nice impression. I love the concept of the healing share. Um, I have a friend which is just starting a church in in Caborca, Sonora, mm-hmm. and uh, I told her, you know, I think this is the concept of the village, and since you're starting a church in Caborca, probably these are some ideas that you can get take for youth in Caborca to be to feel attractive to go to come to to whatever you're going to offer for them so um, yeah it's I, I i mean it's i love the 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 songs there are biblical based mm-hmm. that's also very important mm-hmm. and i mean i love that everybody smiles
0: <laughs> yeah
1: and i think there's a, a sincerity and uh, transparency, honestly, and yeah, a lot of uh, beautiful valleys. So, are you you starting to feel at
0: home at Tucson since you've you know lived your whole life basically on the border?
1: Um, are you starting to feel? Yes, feel um, at home? I think the good thing. But uh, my husband and I we're very flexible persons. And me loving missions. I I mean, I've, I went through a lot of trainings and I know I need to do my homework and, and get to learn the culture because it's not the same culture living here than living in Rio Rico. And Rio Rico is probably 90 percent Mexicans <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> over here is not that high. Um, but yes, yes, we're very comfortable here uh, I do miss Mexico. I do will move back if uh, if they give me a choice. <laughs> uh, but mm, I love it. I love it here. I love here. Yeah. And the
0: grandkids certainly help. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. How? What ages are they?
1: Uh, from 15 down to 10 months.
0: Oh, my goodness. So what a joy. What a joy to get to spend time with them. I know. Uh, it means a lot for kids to have their grandparents. Yes, give good things uh, to them and offer their their time and compassion. So, thanks, Anna. Is there anything about you that we didn't touch on today that you'd like to share with our community?
1: It's been wonderful getting to hear your story. Um, I just uh, I just thanks the Lord for for being so merciful for me to me. Um, I have. I had a rough life, um, in the sense that, um, knowing the Lord, uh, I have done things that did not make him happy and, uh, he's patient and he's been f- so faithful to me that, um, I just, I just, uh, praise him and I'm so, so grateful for that Amen. and, you know, um, yeah and in any, any tribulation he's he's faithful and and he answered prayers and he always listened, and he always with us even though sometimes we're still failing so yeah that's that's i mean it's he's amazing he's just amazing and and it's worth to struggle a little bit here in this earth because whatever, whatever time we suffer here, it does not compare to the eternity we're going to have over there with him. So, um, yeah,
0: that's really beautiful, really beautiful parting wisdom. And I've just really enjoyed, uh, hearing your story and just how God has led you on this path to this moment. And I'm excited to hear, you know, how things continue to evolve, um, with you. And I know, I can speak for our community that we really love it when you guys cook because it's (laughs) it's amazing. It's so delicious. And just thank you for sharing your gifts and um, always being willing to clean up and and kind of work behind the scenes. And I know we all really appreciate it. So thank you, Anna, for coming on the, the podcast. You've been listening to the Healing the City podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes or Spotify and follow us on Facebook and Instagram. You can also email any questions to at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.